it's time to put on a bunch of green and don't get pinched and St. Patrick's Day. Because that's today. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? And then I realized exactly what you're talking about. And that's the only th- thing we're going to mention about that on this week's episode. Um, Last week, I had mentioned that I wanted to celebrate the fact that I am like 50% Irish. I think I'm a little bit over that. But regardless, uh, celebrate me today. Yay. Let's celebrate Yay. now. Yay. As a side note, um, I had somebody ask me the other day um, the origin of McDivitt, and I was like, it's the first time anybody's ever asked me like where McDivitt came from because I thought it was very blatantly obvious where McDivitt was from. Russia. Yeah, clearly. Clearly <laughs> Russian. And I was like, uh, um, it's Irish. Well, that is, uh, that's our Irish speak for the day. Mm-hmm. Because our topic for this week is nothing to do with that whatsoever. <laughs> it's like the polar opposite of Irish. Uh, hello, welcome to another rousing edition of the Season Lamb Checkup OVA. This is episode 66. I'm Jared. That is our celebrated Irish half friend and lady. <laughs> hello. <laughs> And this is the podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, manga. And today we got a we got a big old video game to talk to you about. Yes, we do. <laughs> Someone's excited, dude! I'm so stoked to talk about this game. Uh, before we get into it, and I think this is going to set the stage for our discussion as a whole. The game we're talking about is a 2017 release. Yes. Uh, and also, we were talking about Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus, because that's the version we played. There's also the Vita version, which is just regular to- Tokyo Xanadu. Mm-hmm. But regardless, this is a 2017 release. If you had the opportunity to go back and re-edit your Game of the Year list, where do you think this game would end up? Two. That's exactly where I would probably put it as well. I would put it at number two. Easy. I was like, I was having this... this this thought process last night i was like where exactly would i put it it was like it's it's either it's basically top two yeah i mean like you can't beat breath of the wild but this beat everything else holy crap yeah like it is a good game which i think will will kind of really push forward like the narrative that we're gonna have where it's like this was definitely i think a sleeper hit specifically just because like the ps4 version came out in december where it's like you know not a lot of people are gonna talk about it and not a lot of people are gonna probably either play it or even like know it's out because it's a december release and there were other things in december that you know were occupying our time specifically so it was like kind of left to the wayside and the Vita version came out in June, but with the way they were releasing it and like having the Vita version come out earlier in the year and then putting the PS4 version, which has a little bit of extra stuff in it later in the year, for me personally, it was like, well, you could, I could get this Vita version now, but the the better version is coming a little bit later down the road. So like, why why not wait? Yeah, because that seems like the better option, per se. But yeah, this is a it's a good video game. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a a solid, solid video game that I, holy crap! I like we beat it today, and I'm still just like <laughs> mind blown on how good this game is. And also, like I think just in general, because I feel recently we've kind of been burnt on some other Japanese RPGs that like I'm such I'm just relieved that like it's good. Yeah, same. <laughs> Like, I remember that you told me about it, and I ordered it, and you're like, I'm really sorry if it turns out to be bad, and it did not turn out to be bad. Because, like, I've honestly, I've known about this game for a while, like, it came out originally on the Vita in September of 2015, Yep. and then the PS4 version uh, the following year in 2016, so, like, I basically knew about it from, like, probably about 2015 onwards mm-hmm. and like because someone i followed on twitter or on tumblr excuse me uh, talked about the game kind of like here and there and i was like that seems interesting i should probably keep an eye on that and then you know it took a little bit for it to get localized and everything but eventually it did and it's just like i didn't get it right away just because you know 60 all release and in the middle of december so it wasn't like it was something i wanted to get but it's like not really feasible at the moment but finally sorry go ahead uh well and even if i had bought it in december i would have been able to play it because my ps4 was here yeah and and obviously you were in xenoblade 2 mode so (laughs) nothing was gonna come and pop that (laughs) that's true i uh actually the funny thing is i'm in xenoblade new game plus right now and um (laughs) which by the way guys i've topped 200 hours in that um no one's surprised about yeah, no, but I, I stopped playing Xenoblade to play this, and I have not picked up Xenoblade at all since I started this. But yeah, like we find, I finally got a hold of it because it went down in price just like a good bit to where I was like, yeah, I can. This seems justifiable, and yeah. I told you about it, and that kind of like set everything in motion. And I think the key component of like why this was uh, interesting to me, at least, was that, like it was described as like, oh, it's. It's essentially Persona, but not by the Persona team. Yeah. And that's what you told me. Yeah. Which, granted, like, that's a pretty spot-on description if you wanted to, like, kind of break it down to, like, the bare minimum. It's basically that. It's a it's yeah. a JRPG with social sim elements. Like, obviously, it's not, like, the same, per se, like, per se, but, you know, there are similar qualities between the two series. Correct. And also just the weird thing about this game is like, you know, it it basically has its roots in the Xanadu series from like the original game that came out in the mid 80s on, you know, Japanese PCs and the MSX. It has it has lineage to Fax Xanadu, the weird NES game, and then like the other few Xanadu games that came out uh, in like the 90s and in the 2000s. But this is, I think, a little bit different than like all of those because it's like, you know, modern Tokyo and all that jazz. But like like I said, I'm just so relieved that it was good and wasn't another JRPG where it's like filled with creepy and gross and just like good. (laughs) It's good. I mean, I was legitimately shocked how freaking good it is. And especially because both of us came out of 2017 feeling like pretty down on Persona 5. Yeah. And that that kind of hurt because like I love Persona and I wanted Persona 5 to be super duper good. And it just didn't 
do it for me. And then like after playing this, I'm like, okay, this did it for me. This is what Persona 5 should have been. I mean, I, if I want to, let's do this, let's do this. I'm going to ask you a hard question. And I'm, I'm honestly, I don't know the answer to this either per se. Okay. It might be a bit. If this was a Persona game, where would you rank it? Um, honestly, I would put it like right up there with three for me. And as people know, like three is my favorite. Yeah. I'd put it above four. I think for me, it would be up there with like three, four and two eternal punishment, which mm-hmm. I think th- that's the upper echelon of the series. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, <laughs> this is not the place where we're going to like, oh, we're going to slot it in here because of this, this and this. Like that's, I don't know the answer to that, but like. It's real good, and like there are parts of it where I think, like, I mean, Persona, for me, Persona Four is my favorite. There are parts of this game where I think it blows Persona Four away. Yeah, and I mean, we make a lot of comparisons because uh, I get you've probably, I know you have figured this out, but other people have probably figured this out by now too. I'm really bad at remembering characters' names, so <laughs> I give them, <laughs> so I give them nicknames. And we did this for this game very much so. <laughs> yeah, so, and a lot of the characters ended up getting, like, Persona nicknames. Uh, like, there's not Kanji and not Rize in there. Not Yosuke. Not Yosuke. <laughs> Which, not Yosuke was, like, the most accurate one. Oh, yeah. But even, yeah. like, even then, like, a way better character than Yosuke could ever be. Oh, yeah. Like, and that's coming from somebody who actually likes Yosuke, which yeah. is rare. But, like, this dude was a way better Yosuke than Yosuke could ever hope to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, it's just, I mean, it's bizarre how it does so many things that I'm like, wow, you did this way better than Persona ever could have hoped to do. And, I mean, it's it's shocking because I had no idea that this game existed. And now I played it and my entire world is wrecked. <laughs> I think, like, the, the key for this game is that like the writing is just excellent and like it feels just the dialogue between characters feels real in a way that like i think some games still kind of struggle with yeah where it feels like these are characters that you know they're like legitimate friends they riff on each other like friends do they talk like you know teenagers do and And they also have very distinct dialogue patterns that a lot of times scripts lack um but, I mean, if you were to put me in a group of, like, in a room with my friends, say that I have a group of friends, um, I mean, I have my trivia team, so we'll say them. I put them in a room. None of us talk the same. Yeah. We each have our own little quirks and things that we say often, and, like, sometimes we'll pick up stuff that other people say, but, like, we have distinct distinct speaking patterns. I forget my mic's on the left now. Um <laughs> And they put that into the script. Like, nobody talks the same, but they all talk like they're high schoolers. And they have, like, really... Um, so I want to know, if I, if I say this on the podcast, are you going to have to edit it? But, like, the main character's big catchphrase when things go wrong is fuckle ducks. I mean, they, they put that in a teen-rated game. And it's it's technically not a curse word, so we can put it in here. F-U-K-K-L-E ducks. Which is their um, way of saying f- Yeah. Um, 
but it's funny because he continuously uses this like if something's really really going poorly yeah. and then eventually one other character picks it up as like a verbal thing you're like yeah. oh okay nice <laughs> but um and also like the main character says some things that like people call him out for being a nerd on like he says things like wow that's a dorky thing to say like they all kind of call each other out on stuff and it feels like it feels genuine like yeah this is what friends are going to do i mean me and you do that to each other yeah (laughs) and i think like the the surprising thing is like the persona games you know they they have like this eclectic cast where it's like here's this group of people who come together and you know by the end of it they're all friends and stuff but i think sometimes it it kind of misses the mark on that where it's like they're friends by circumstance and like they, they have this camaraderie camaraderie together. But I think for me, like it's specifically like the persona forecast, like they don't really feel like super good friends until like dancing all night, which is like the latest game in the timeline. And if that's like when they actually feel like, Oh, these are legitimately good friends. Yeah. Like by the end of persona four, like they're getting there, but it's not there. It's not necessarily that Uh, P three has this problem. P five has this problem. But for some reason, I think, like, this game really, like, makes it seem, like, genuine. Like, these are these are legitimate, genuine friends. And I think it also helps that, like, you are coming into this as, like, you're not, like, the transfer student and you have to learn all these people. Like, uh, the main character, whose name's Ko, like, he has his own set of friends he already has, like, at the very beginning, at the offset of this game. And then, yeah. like, everyone else kind of comes in and, like, they basically kind of all join up in, this, in the same group. And that really, really helps, like, the dynamic and all that. But even then, like, Ko knows of some of the characters that come into the party. Like, he knows of them already. Like, it's not like they just appear out of nowhere. He's like, oh, I know this person. Like, we went to this school, and I know this person because of this. And, um, like, he's he's vaguely aware of people who aren't even in his immediate social circle. Yeah. Which seems... I mean, like, my high school was massive, but in a high school the size of, like, what they're portraying, that makes sense. Because it's only, they, like, th- three classes per year, essentially, I think, is the breakdown, three or four. Yeah. So, it's, like, it's not necessarily a huge school. Yeah, and I mean, like, you would you would see people and you would run in circles and that kind of, not run in circles, but run in the same circles, that kind of thing. Like, you would be vaguely aware of other people, and he is, and he demonstrates mm-hmm. that throughout. He's like, oh, this person, I know them because of this person. And I mean, like, the Persona games in general, just, like, the way they they kind of put their protagonists as, like, they're transferring in or whatever. Like, it kind of pigeonholes them into a way where, like, they can't necessarily get that same camaraderie. camaraderie I don't know why I keep struggling with that word. Right away. <laughs> And, like, it takes them a long time to get that. And that makes it a little bit different. But, like I said, with this, it just seemed like, I don't know, the writing just made it seem so good. And I think, like, the difference is is that this game has such an eclectic cast. Like, even just, like, the main characters, there's, like, what, like, ten of them at least? Yeah. They all seem different. They all have, like, their own styles and, like, speaking, like, the way, like, they interact with the other characters in a way that, like, you know, the Persona games don't necessarily have because they're, they're a little bit smaller, tight-knit groups. And even just, like, the, the the minor characters or, like, the side characters you run into, like, there are so many other people in this game that you will bump into and, like, you will understand and know their story in ways that 
Persona games would not allow you to know other character stories unless and you get, they were like, really the, the attached to some of them. Yeah. Like, unless, like, they were, like, a social link or something. And even then, like, they don't necessarily go that deep into, like, stories, per se, or at least let you be attached to them in ways that this game does, even with, like, less storytelling. I think one thing that I do want to mention while we're talking about this is that um, Protag has, like, a very distinct personality. Yeah. Like, he's not, like, an insert character like a lot of the Persona ones are. And, I mean, it could be argued that, like, and I agree with this. Three, four, and five protags in Persona are very, very different people. Yes, yes, But yes. they're also still supposed to be, like, an insert. You play them as they are, kind yeah. of, like... They're the player character. It, yeah. This guy, you go in and you're playing as him, and he's already set in who he is. Um, so you kind of have to work within, like, his mindset already. Which, like, I obviously, you know, JRPGs will flip-flop between like oh you can have choice in the matter or it's like this is a preset character and you're just going along with their story and i think like if this game had your preset character where it's like oh you're you're making choices here and there and doing all that sort of stuff like like a persona protagonist from three onward is it i don't think it would work as well Mm -hmm. because like i I was gonna say like because like his personality really complements or in like goes against like the other characters in a way that if it was just kind of more of a quote-unquote blank personality which is kind of what they are but they, they have their own quirks and everything like you just wouldn't get the same like good interactions that you get in this game well and i mean some of the like personality traits of protag and this like they're known by other characters and so mm-hmm. they're brought up pretty regularly of like Oh hey, you're kind of a weird workaholic. What is going on with that? Why do why do you do that? And people like are constantly talking to him like, "Hey, you know, you spend a lot of time doing this kind of stuff." And it it would be weird if it was like a self-insert kind of character. Yeah. Um and he has like a very distinct reason on doing the things that he does. So I mean, I really like Protag, which you were joking that Protag is me, so... <laughs> it's it's true. It's honestly true. I know it is. <laughs> I know it is. Like, there were a few times that I was playing, and I was like, oh, God, that's me. <laughs> and I texted you all those times. I was like, oh, God, Protag is me. Maybe that's why I like him so much. It's probably, that's probably it. He's a freaking weirdo. <laughs> I think another reason, like, the, I think the writing is so good is that it plays into one of uh, Persona 2 Eternal Punishment's strengths, and that is, like, this, this, the writing is very much, like, just dripping with empathy. hmm And, obviously, you know, as someone who studies literature, like, I'm, if, you, if you're going to come at that angle, I'm going to, like, eat it up hook, line, and sinker, because, you know, some game writing is just, like, not going to have that at all. It's just, like, kind of be bare bones about it but like this like these are characters that care about each other uh care about other people in ways that you know some other games don't necessarily have and even just like the ways they kind of like bait and switch you with like certain characters and like make you think like oh these are going to be some shady folks but by the end of it you legitimately care about them yeah and just like it does it so so well it's really amazing and um Another thing that I want to mention is that, like, there are characters of all ages in yeah. this. 
um, whether they're like in your party or um, just around town, because there's different categories. There's like um, supporters and then people in the town and like friends. classmates and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so like they're all different ages and they're all really well written and they are appropriate for their age. Yeah. And um, it's not like all adults fit into this one category. Like they're all over the place and what their personalities are, what their motivations are. And same with like the high schoolers, they're age appropriate, but at the same time they have really varied um, personalities, varied uh, motivations, that kind of thing. So it's not just like one note, you know, and that's one issue I guess I had with persona five is that everything was kind of like, fight the system kind of thing like every single one of them was trying to break some kind of social order issue and so it just kind of became old at some point that like they all had the same kind of thing to deal with okay i get it i get what you're trying to do here we're trying to break society's rules And, (sighs) and specifically with that like you can't they can't necessarily have like older characters like legitimately trying to help them out in like good ways because no. the whole the whole message of that game is like, well, the adults f***ed all this up, so we got to fix it. And like with this, it's like everyone's coming together and being like, okay, something's something bad's like happening here. We all have to come together and like and work to f- try and fix this in some sort of way. And, and it like works you said, so even well. when it's like really really shady characters, they come together and like mm-hmm. help in really interesting ways that you wouldn't expect. So. It's why I kind of think like the if you're going to compare this to like a specific Persona game, like I think P2 is like the the game to compare it to because it has that same dynamics between like you know you have your high school kids and you have your adults working together in ways that you know the other Persona games don't have and don't necessarily do particularly well. I think. Also, there is an adult character who's like my size, and that was wonderful. <laughs> She made me so happy because she like starts off on a step stool and like yeah I feel that life. <laughs> it was wonderful. I we want were, a cosplayer. Yeah, we were joking that like you could easily cosplay her if your hair was longer. Yeah, if I like when I grow my hair back out, put on a blue dress, I'll be a, there. We go done. <laughs> Just carry a step stool with me. <laughs> uh, we'll get into spoiler stuff here like in a little little bit, but yeah. Uh, I want to talk about the gameplay for a little bit, just mm-hmm. because, you know, it's not your tra- traditional JRPG, it's, like, more of an action RPG, yep. and, like, it plays kind of more like the Tales of games. Mm-hmm. If the Tales of games were a little bit more free- free-flowing, with think, with their combat, essentially, and, like, you know, they weren't, like, const- constrained to, like, oh, we're gonna fight in this little tiny area, instead you're, like, fighting all over these dungeons and everything, so... It makes it a little bit better, and I, th- I just thought the combat was fun in a way that, like, maybe you know, some of the tales of games kind of lack in a bit. But yeah, like there's like you can there's a combo meter. You can like do cool dodges in ways that like it kind of re- is like reminiscent of like Souls games in a brief, brief aspect. Uh, you know, you have aerial moves, you have EX moves. <laughs> Or it gets like kind of weird like fighting game ter- terminology in it. <laughs> you have like super moves and all that sort of stuff. Like there's a lot of like depth to the co- to the to the combat in ways that action RPGs can kind of lack. Or if yeah. they they do try and do it, it can be like complicated in a way that you don't necessarily want. And it, it was just it was fun. 
It was it surprised me like more than I thought it would. I had a really good time with it, and it does include like some of the traditional strategy of RPGs because you have to like you're given a list at the beginning like these are the kinds of enemies you have based on element, mm-hmm. and then you have to figure out like okay who do I bring with me in order to do this level? Yeah, and. So, I mean, it's about thinking smart about who you're going to take in. But then, like, every single one of the characters has a different play style, whether it's, like, they're a very physical character, they're a very magic-based character. Um, like, they have very, very different play styles. So you have to consider, like, what works for me, what doesn't work for me. But none of them are also, like, characters that I hated using. Like, there was not one of them that like, I never want to use you ever because you're the worst. I mean, there were there were characters I had where I was like, I prefer using this person over this person. But yeah, yeah, like they were all like, they were all pretty easy and simple to use and like understandable, like how you would use them. Yeah, I mean, so it's it was really fun. Uh, it had interesting enemy design throughout. Um, I mean, there's obviously going to be like just palette swapped kinds of characters, but spe- spe- specifically, I mean, because this was originally a Vita game, so. Right. But, like, overall, the enemy design is really rad. And even, like, dungeon design was pretty good. Like, there wasn't that much of, like, reusing of dungeons. Mm-mm. Unless, like, it was like, oh, we got to go back to this one for this reason. But for the most part, like, yeah, it was like they were all pretty different in, like, their design and whatnot. And didn't overstay their welcome, which I'm always gr- glad about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were... I think probably the longest one was like 30 to 45 minutes for me. And those were like probably like the last two big, big dungeons, most yeah. likely. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, you could knock them out in like maybe 10 to 15. Yeah. Um, a lot of them were around like the 10 minute mark. And the reason we know this is because they grade you on it and you mm-hmm. have like a timer that tells you how long it took you to beat it. Um, which also was. Um, a neat thing is like you got you get points for a combo you get points for breaking everything in the in the dungeon you got points for getting all the treasures you had points for defeating all the enemies in the dungeon like there were goals mm-hmm. for each one that it made it fun to do like i was always looking for the treasures or the yeah, enemies yeah. or the boxes or whatever because it's like oh i want to get all the points and even then, like, it, it played into, like, strategy of being like, okay, so I'm at this fork in the road, and I know if I look that way, there's a treasure chest, and the other way is the main path, and then, like, there's there's enemies and, and boxes in this in this row, okay, I need to defeat that enemy, go get that treasure chest, come back, get that box, and then continue my way so my combo stays active. Yep. It was real, like, interesting, like, you know, you're not necessarily going to have that sort of, like, weird strategy and, like, having to think about that constantly in, like, other well, action RPGs. Like, um, one of the things that I tended to do was I would get a character who wasn't nearly as powerful. And, like, if there were two boxes next to each other, I'd break one. Yeah. And, and then, like, go and do my thing and then come back and break the other one. Because mm-hmm. if you use some of the other, like, more powerful characters, they'll do just a big swing and break both. Right. So it's kind of an idea of, like, okay, so how do I effectively get through this un- dungeon? It was, it was fun. Yeah, it was smart and, and like... It was just well done in a way. Like, I mean, I saw like, like initially just from playing, I was like, you know, the action stuff seems all right. But like the, the further you get in with the game, it's like it, it opens up in ways that you really, I don't think are you would expect from this game. And um, one thing that 
worked really well and doesn't often work in these kinds of games is there is some instances where like you have to do platforming stuff like you have to jump from platform to platform it worked here actually um and it doesn't often translate very well in these kinds of games but i never really had an issue with like the jumping right because it it really helps that like they give you a double jump and then you Mm -hmm. can you can dash out of that which i found out (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like I mean, it's it it basically helps. I think as well that it's, it's pretty simple platforming. Yeah, it's nothing too major. It's like this isn't a platforming game, basically. No. So you're not gonna get anything like too crazy like that. But like, it, yeah, it, I mean, add some different elements to it. Like, and like even some of the later dungeons as well had some like weird or like some brief instances of like puzzle mechanics to them mm-hmm. to kind of like break up the monotony of just like going off and fighting everything. So like that was I thought that was interesting that like, they would add that like later late in the game that considering like the other parts of the game didn't really have that. It's just crazy because like often with games like this RPGs that kind of thing they try and add in some stuff of uh, like platforming puzzles that kind of stuff and it just mm-hmm. doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like period it does not work and you can tell that like it's just kind of tacked on. And here it worked. It was fine. Um, and it never got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm tired of jumping on platforms. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to make mention of, like, we talked about this earlier. Like, you know, there's two versions of this game. There's a Vita version, and then there's the PS4 version, which is, like, the enhanced version, complete edition, all that sort of jazz. Yep. Uh, basically, that PS4 version gives you a new skill for everyone, supposedly. Mm-hmm. New playable characters, which you basically, I think, get at the end. Uh, there's side stories between the chapters now, which kind of like flesh out the the story in a different way, give you a little bit of like opportunity to see other characters doing things, and really adds to like the the ending as well. Mm-hmm. And then there's a new epilogue called the after story, which takes place I think like a few months after the the actual epilogue of the original game ends, and basically kind of plays into those side chapters and yep. tells a a little bit of a new story for you to have at the end there. It's three months after. Yeah. Because it's all Halloween. Halloween. Spooky. Which is great. You get Halloween costumes for everybody. Yeah, you do. It was fun. That's something we should talk about. Oh, my God. Uh, um, so this game kind of has like the same mechanic that the Tales of Games have where it's like, oh, you can customize your characters. And the way it does it for this game is that uh, you can change your costume so you can you have like I think the base game kind of like is a little bit more limited, but like it gives you like the school uniforms and like some casual wear and maybe like something else, and then you have two accessory slots where you can just like throw anything on there. So if you're like me and you're like, okay, how do I make all these characters look ex- just ridiculous as possible? <laughs> you can totally do that. Like, oh, I'm gonna have the main character wear 3D glasses and then have goggles on top of his head as well. <laughs> Which I didn't have that DLC, so um, I had to go with the, the normal stuff. But once I got to the Halloween section, it got real weird real yeah. quick. Also, every one of my characters decided to wear glasses now, so it's the glasses gang. I mean, a lot of your characters chose to wear a lot of weird <laughs> stuff. Like, there's one character in particular that you had in, like, battle armor and a witch's hat. Which turned into battle armor and a giant pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> it was... Man, and 
I'm telling you, like, there's an emotional scene in the after story. Yeah. <laughs> and I had him goofy. in the pumpkin head, and I was like, oh, my God, why am I doing this with him in a pumpkin head? I should have taken that off of you. I can't, I can't take this emotional scene seriously when you have a pumpkin on your head. <laughs> and I was so confused because, like, I went into the bar to go talk to people because I talked to everybody in this game, and I still miss stuff. And it's like, why is Try there a pumpkin? Man- I was like, why is there a man in a pumpkin head here? And then I realized that I had equipped him with a pumpkin head at some point and forgot that he was wandering around town. And I was losing my mind because there's just this pumpkin in the bar. It's so good. <laughs> so, so good. He's like giving dating advice. I'm like, oh, honey, no. No, no, no. You're running around town in a pumpkin head. You can't give dating advice. Whoa. <laughs> it was it was it's fantastic it was wonderful it like i had some characters in like the witch hat and cape and so things are happening and there's just like the cape is flowing <laughs> <laughs> like okay this this is perfect i'm really bummed um i got this scene where the main character dresses in cosplay and I was bummed that I could never buy that. And then I, sh- I saw that they have, like, the character model and the character model viewing thing. What cosplay okay. was it? Was it the... It was the the demon prince, the fisherman guy. Wait, what? Yeah. So, from the magical girl thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the demon prince. He was in that outfit. How did you get that? There was a scene with Minty Pal. Oh. Where he he, t- he takes you to the cosplay store in the mall, oh. and he's like, you know, what we're gonna do, we're gonna dress you up in cosplay. So he dresses you up as the demon prince, and he's like, wow. all right, I'm gonna be the magical girl, and like they take pictures together. Wow, I and did not I get wanted, that. I wanted to buy that outfit so bad. I was like, I need Protag to be in cosplay for the rest of this time. I need it, and it they sh- wouldn't let me. It should have let you have both of those costumes. Oh uh, well, they didn't show Minty Pal in his. Oh. But they they showed uh, they showed Protag and his, and I was like, oh, I want that so bad. And they, so they should have let you have that, and also let you have the 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 um the, the town. town? Oh, no, well, probably that too, but also the town mascot costume. Yeah, they should have. Just go, just go completely weird with it. I mean, they kind yeah. of already do, but like, just go go full bore. Yeah, it's and. I, it was amazing. So, like I said, when I saw that in the character model thing, I was like, God, I want this outfit so bad. I'll have to send you a picture. God. I, w- I was missing, like, an information thing on that character, so that's probably what it was. Yeah, he, he takes you to the mall and you you, you cosplay <laughs> together and take God. pictures. Uh-huh. It's beautiful. God. I also love that he's like, you know what? I'm going to be the magical girl. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to be a magical girl? I mean... Terrible humans don't want to be magic girls. God, it's, it's so, like, goofy, though. Like, there's just, like, there's that, like, aspect of it. Like, oh, these people just talk about this show a lot. And it's just popular throughout, like, the entirety of the game. Yeah, everybody loves the Magical Girl show. Everybody. It's yep. amazing. And, like, this is how real life should be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, there's weird mini games in this in this as well that like totally was not expecting. I spent so much time fishing. I never fished. I spent so because I ended up with like eight thousand medals fishing. Why? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm me. Okay, fair. 
And then I ended up spending more of those medals to do the card game. And I did the card game and I won. I got to level 12 on that. And so ended up with even more medals. So I have like a disgusting amount of medals that I'll never use. I, I saw the card game once. I was like, nope, not doing a card game. Nope, can't make me. I never, I never went to the fishing one just because like I just forgot about it and never went to it. So I, the the game I always played was the the magical girl like whack a mole game. The whack a mole. Because it was easy. It's like here's a cheap way to get medals. I love the fishing one. I spent hours fishing. <laughs> and you play as the demon prince. Yeah, that's true. It was wonderful. <laughs> demon prince fishing. There was also like. At one point, you help out with like the cheer club, and huh. and it's and they're like, oh, we're gonna do swimming today, and I was like, oh, that's funny, we're gonna have a swimming scene, and it's like, oh no, you're you're gonna swim. There's a yeah. timing mini game for this. And I was like, yep, what? <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a scene where you get the the key to the pool, and mm-hmm. your entire group does the swimming um, too, <laughs> and that, that good. was it was amazing. And there's um there's the crane game, which um. Cranking is I will, tough. I will have you know that every single time that I played the crane game, the first option I picked every single time was grab him by the butt. Because <laughs> of course. Yeah, every single time. Grab him by the butt. Grab him by the butt. I mean, you can also be be a skater boy. You can be a skater boy. Which is so ridiculous. <laughs> it was hilarious. It's like there's a skate park. Okay, sure. And it's like, oh, and you want to rent a skateboard, and you go go on the go on the track, and I was like, okay, sure. And it's like, boop, check out beginner course A, and I was like, uh, what? <laughs> and I I did every single one of them. Yep, same. Uh, there are all kinds of. There's like the the capsule ones that sucked. They weren't really oh, a mini man. game, but they sucked really bad. Because it was just RNG. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think what other mini games there were. Decorate your 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 room. That was fun. I got a Roomba. <laughs> yeah. It was it was fun though because like you would just get these these random miscellaneous items and just put them in your room and like they would just trigger like, oh here come my friends to hang out and we're gonna talk about these items and it's like sure. Well, the funniest thing is, is that like half the time the protag doesn't like doesn't care about the <laughs> no. object or has no idea what it is, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna put it up anyway." <laughs> and every time like they ask him, he's like, "I don't know. I just it just fell in my hands, fell into my lap." Yep. So goofy. <laughs> I love him. He's so funny. He's just like, "Yeah, whatever. I, I'm just free poster. Sure, I'll put it up." <laughs> Roomba, sure. These cushions are kind of cute. Why not just put yeah. them here? Telescope? What? Sure. Sure. Okay. Magical girl toy? Sure. All right. <laughs> I, I don't even watch a show, but here we go. But that's also a lie because he reads the manga. Mega Station 4? Obviously. The Mega Station 4 was hilarious. <laughs> it's so it big. was so huge. <laughs> like, somebody gives you a new mattress. A whole yeah. <laughs> new mattress. At one and he's just like, he's just I like, don't know. Sure. I guess. Whatever. <laughs> Um, did you also notice that there is an Ikea knockoff? I don't think I did, no. There, yeah, there's a Nikea. 
And like you see it in the after story in the background. I was like, oh my God, there's literally like it is an Ikea. Like the logo is Ikea. It just has an N in front of it. Did you also see that like uh, above the um, the electronic store in the station square? It's literally their their parodies of Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony. I did not notice that. Yep, I have to go that's look. there. Oh my God, that's so funny. It's, it's, there's some nice details in this game. And boy, do they really want to, they advertise their other games in this. Yeah, they do. Like there's uh there's Ease 8 box art in there. There's a lot of, uh, uh, Trails of Cold Steel 3, like trailers and like posters just all abound. Falcom's like, hey, we have these other games. You might want to play these as well. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> it's a good, this is a great video game. Oh, I love this video game. Like, legitimately, I can't stop thinking about how much I love this game. It's very good. It's very, very, very good. Oh, well, 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 well. Should we, should we dive into some story and spoiler talk? Yeah, um... We'll just say before we go into spoilers, um, you should play this game. Yeah, you absolutely should. If you like, if you like Persona, you like JRPGs of some sort, or like social elements to games, or action RPGs. Like, honestly, this is a no-brainer. Like, you should absolutely pick this up. There is one thing we should talk about before we get to talk about spoilers. Okay. Actually, a couple things. Okay. One, there's no real gross sexualization at yes. all. Yes. Um, like there's so many opportunities that they could have done stuff like panty shots or like weird lingering stuff. What do they, they, they do almost it. kind of do at one point when, uh, Asuka is fighting a mech. Yeah. Like it's, it's, just, it, but it's not like super, super noticeable if it's even there. So, I didn't notice it. So yeah, like, so it's, I think it's just like the camera is kind of like, she's doing flips and stuff and just like, it, it's kind of unavoidable. But they don't, it's not like it's like, bam, right in your face. It's like, if it's there, it's very, very subtle. And not like super, super, super noticeable. Like, And that's the only, only time that like, it's even questionable. And there's like a hot spring episode in this. Mm -hmm. And it, there's a point where like one of the characters, and of course it's not Yosuke. Yep. <laughs> um, He's like, oh man, we should go peep. And like, Protea is like, no, I'm just going to sit here and enjoy this. And then later on, like, he's talking again about how he wants to go peep. And Minty Pal is like, just stop. There's and I love it. <laughs> there was also a point where I think, like, he's talking to uh, not Rise because there's an idol in this game. And, like, mm -hmm. she's a part of this idol group. And she was, like, joking, like, hey, wouldn't you have wanted it to be, like, uh, cross bath or whatever they call it and he's just like nah I'm not, I don't care he's like, he's like it didn't even come to my mind yeah. like, wow like I was so impressed like they don't they um, don't really like they don't peeve over the girls or anything mm -mm. they don't do any of that sort of stuff like we said like there's no like weird sexualization no no not really not even like sexualized costumes or of any sort even though like there's a lot of skirts in the game but like they're like you're not like getting them flashed up or anything like even in like if you're in like the menu, you can like kind of like move the character around. You totally cannot upskirt. You cannot upskirt because it's like it, it, as soon as you get to like um, profile, where it's like they're just standing straight up. It's like nope, you're not going yep. further. Yep. <laughs> Which is um, great. It is. It's wonderful, and I was really, really pleased with that. And so that was exciting. There are 
two other things we should mention before we go into spoilers. One, they do run into a little bit of an issue that Persona has with the one character who's like very blatantly gay. Mm-hmm. Um, it does get a little bit questionable at times that he's yeah. kind of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but basically he's one of those guys who's like hitting on any dude. He's very flamboyant. And he is. And, you know, it comes across as like all these guys are a little like put off by this dude hitting on him. So it is a little bit weird, but it's, it's not, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. He, he reminded great. me at times of the character from Bong Soon. Yes, he did remind me of the character from Bong Soon. Um, because he's also like mentioned several times to be like one of the best um tailors. Yes, in in the entire city that people are like really impressed by the clothes that he makes, that he's really good at putting together outfits, that he um like Minty Pal goes in at one point and is like, I'm looking for a new look. The guy's like, Oh, I got you. Yeah. I can help you out. And so, like, he he has more to him than just being gay. Oh, predatory. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay. He does have some of the, especially with the protag, especially yeah. since the protag's, like, 16 or 17 years old. And there's, a, there's, a, little, a, there's a bit later on where, like, he he's like that with another character, but it he's almost... He's at least an adult. <laughs> yeah, and it almost seems like more is just, like, that other character is, like, has such a facade of trying to be super masculine that it's, like, clashing with that. Yeah. So that that's one one issue. I yeah. wouldn't say it's a major issue, but it's an issue. Yeah, that's fair. Um, as a positive, it's really, really, really creative and fun that every single chapter they keep bringing back the inter- uh, intro video. Oh, it's fantastic! I love it. I love it. I, I love it. I get so hype every time they showed it, and like the song is fantastic. It is so fantastic. And the animation of it is really good. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome because as you play through it, you're like, oh, I get what this means now. I get what this means now. And like every single chapter you get it, you're like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Let's go. And it, I mean, it plays out like an anime. Yeah. It's I mean, really exciting. They do the anime thing of at the uh, the final boss fight of the uh, epilogue. Yeah. They play the opening. And I was like, because like when I was playing through and I got to like the final chapter and they didn't do that, I was like, that's kind of a bummer because I would figure at least like if they're going to go full bore of like, you know, doing the whole opening for each chapter thing, like it would seem likely that they would do that at some point. So like when I got through the final chapter and it didn't do that, I was kind of bummed. But then like the epilogue did that. And I was like, fantastic. They saved, they saved it for when it mattered. Yeah. And it, it totally worked there. Like it was so good. Oh, it was perfect. But that song is awesome. The mm-hmm. animation's great. And I, I think that was a nice touch. Yeah, I I, I really loved it. Like, I, the the idea that games kind of, like, will do that or, like, try and be, like, episodic in a way that makes it seem like that, I'm totally on board for, like... I can't think of many games that kind of, like, do that, per se. Like, I think the only one off the top of my head that, like, is kind of similar is was, like, Oscar's Rap... Or, Oscar's Rap, excuse me where it was episodic in a way and it had like even had like episode bumpers in between mm-hmm. certain points 
but yeah, like not a lot of games are like going out and like kind of like, hey, we know this is anime, so like why not kind of just like go and go with it? Like we know you, we know you know, like let's just do this. So before we get into spoilers, I will just say great music, really respectful of all the characters, especially the fact that these are teenage characters. Mm-hmm. Um, story's great, gameplay's great, the writing is fantastic. Uh, apparently, fuckle ducks is a word, <laughs> and it just feels like a really interesting and important world like it it feels like it matters yeah and uh so if you haven't played it i'd say that you should leave the podcast now and go play it and then you can listen to the rest of this later but you should definitely play it it's like pretty much a 9.8 out of 10 (laughs) specific (laughs) yes it's fantastic you should play it it would make me very happy. And hey, if you don't have a PS4 or a Vita, it's on PC as well. So like, there's multiple avenues to uh, to get it. So noise. You have no you have no excuse. Looking ex- looking at you specifically, no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know if the PC version is the same as the PS4, but the PS4 it, it's the PS4 obviously- version. Okay, yeah. So the PC and the PS4 um, X Plus version is the version to really go for. Well, in that case, let's talk about the story and some spoilers. Let's do it. I think, I think, given our conversations, the first thing we have to talk about is Minty and Hot Teacher. Minty and Hot Teacher. So, um, again, my nicknames. Uh, <laughs> Minty Pal is his name, and Hot Teacher is the other one because the one character has mint green hair yep and i i couldn't remember his name for the longest and then hot teacher uh everybody talks about how hot he is all the time and i mean he winks at you a lot and gets sparkles and so yes he is hot teacher it's a free smoke so that kind of lessens the hot teacher bit a little bit so i think <clears throat> we talked about this but i was not at all on board with hot teacher for like a good majority game i think like you know i, I talked about like i was like oh like, i don't trust this dude but looking back on it now, like, and it makes sense with the way his character is, like, I kind of knew that this this dude was fake as f***. <laughs> and he's, he just totally, like, everything, like, about him just did not seem like... I, there was something else with this dude. Because, you know, he tried to be the cool teacher. Oh, I found you to work on your after, your after school job. You know, you're not supposed to do that. But, hey, it's cool. We'll, we'll keep it We'll keep it on the down low. Nothing bad's going to happen here. And he just seemed, like, just way too jovial and kind of just, like... I don't know, just especially for like this kind of side character that kept popping up every now and then. Like, there was something off about him that I wasn't quite sure what it was going to be. I figured it was going to be like, oh, he's the villain. Because I don't know, I guess Persona 5 kind of enculturated me to doing that, especially with characters <laughs> named Goro, too. So, Goro, yeah. Yeah, and you can't tell me, you're like, he's, he's going to be a bad guy. He's going to be a bad guy. I'm like, no, I trust him. I trust him. He's fine. I believe in him. Um, I mean, I did tell you like- he was a cop, and I was kind of right there. Kind of. Because he's, he's like, hey, you kids shouldn't drink alcohol. It's a poison. He's <laughs> like, a cop. And, until you are a legal adult, in which case we can go drinking. It's like, what are you doing? No, because I... You missed a scene with him that made me really, really respect him. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, it's during the the chapter with uh, Blaze. Yeah. And so you have like this gang that's hanging out, and the one girl who's always pursuing him, I think her name's Marie. Yeah. The bl- the blonde girl who's like super obsessed with him. And her friend who just wants to hang out with cats. Hitomi, yeah. Hitomi's <laughs> relatable. So Marie is in um, in that shady part of town because she finds out that that's where he lives. Mm-hmm. And she gets caught up and there's two members of Blaze that, you know, are doing the shady stuff of like, hey, you want to you wanna come hang out with us? And da-da-da-da. like, you know what they're implying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she's freaking out. Like, she's really, really upset. And um, essentially what happens is you see hot teacher walk down the alley and you're like, should I follow him? And I picked yes. And so you follow him and hot teacher is like, so what's going on here? And, you know, they're like, oh, you know, you don't need to be here. You don't need to be here. And then, like, they start threatening him, and he, like, stands up straight, and he pulls out a cigarette, and he lights it, and then he gets, like, this look in his eye, like, he's going to straight up murder somebody. Which, given, like, what you know about, or what you learn about the character later on, like, yeah, that makes sense. it makes total sense. And he's like, okay, you want to do this? We'll do this. And, like, he's legitimately going to stand up for Marie and save her. And eventually, um, Protag jumps in and, like, diffuses the situation a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he asks him, he's like, so what was that about? And he, he explains that um, he lived in a shady part of town, and so he kind of had to figure out how to defend himself. But, um, I mean, that was really a respectable thing to do, to, like, help out this girl that is honestly really annoying and he didn't have to do that. Right. So he, he kind of used his like shadiness to his advantage there. Yeah. And after that point, I was like, all right, I'm fully on board with hot teacher. Like, even if there is some stuff off, uh, off about him, like he's not a bad person. See, I didn't, I never saw that. So like, I never had that context of like knowing he did that or anything like that. So everything I was going off of was what the game was providing me mm-hmm. uh, just through the main story. So yeah, if I'd had that, my, my opinion might've been like a little bit different. So, cause I hung out with him on all the, on all of his free time events. Mm-hmm. And so um, I got to know a lot about him and he's a really, really interesting character. Yeah. So I can understand why you didn't trust him. I'll be honest with you, like, I liked him from the get-go because he winked at me. (laughs) And not Yosuke was also infatuated by him. Yeah, I mean, like, when not Yosuke is already infatuated by him, I'm like, all right, you know what? Me too. (laughs) I get this. So, like, I liked him. And then after after the Marie incident, I was like, okay, yeah, he's, he's a good dude. So when they started pursuing him in the game, I was like, he's not what you guys think he is. I know he's not what you guys think he is. Cause they play it up like, Oh, he's going to be the villain or like he's doing something. Yeah. Cause like they go to like his apartment at one point point, it's all, it's like empty. It's like, well, that's, that's a little sketchy. Mm-hmm. It's got like one picture and then like a map. Yeah. And they say that like, 
he's never cooked in there and he has no food in the fridge, even though like he tells the protag every once in a while, like, Hey, maybe you should like learn how to cook and things like that. And then like, you also see him just like running around with the, the white shroud who like you get introduced to early on through the side chapters. Yep. And the way they present that character as well is like, is this like some vigilante character or something super shady or what? Like, you don't really know what that character is or like what his motivations are other than it can go into the eclipses. Uh, it has magical powers as well. Something's up with it. And then yeah. like, and then you see like the two of them start to like work together and it's like, well, that's, hmm, it's a little shady. Cause at one point like the shroud like shows up and is like trying to stop you from saving a uh, Rion, not re not Rise. Not Rise. Yeah. And like, it's, it's like then like okay so obviously this guy isn't on the up and up probably yeah so this is probably some suspect dude and if we have to throw down i'll throw down <laughs> yeah i was actually ready to fight him like yeah. I, I thought um i thought we were gonna have to fight him but once they did that voice reveal i was like oh crap i hope we don't have to fight him <laughs> i didn't get it at first cause, like i was trying to because Obviously, the way they have June's character is that he's very effeminate looking and has yeah, like. June the, is Minty Pal, by the yes, way. Yes, Minty Pal. Uh, but he's also voiced by a woman. Mm-hmm. So that kind of like for that reveal, it kind of throws you off a bit because you're thinking, oh, what female character could this be? Yeah. But it, no, it's, it's, it's Minty Pal. And that's the thing is that like you asked me, like, who is this? And I. I mentioned that it's the only guy that's voiced by a woman you're like oh because it's very clearly one of those characters that it's yeah it has to be it's like a a young guy voiced by a woman it's very clearly one Uh of those kind of situations but i mean there are characters throughout the game talking about like how pretty he is how you know they want to dress him up um he gets a scratch on his face at one point and um (laughs) all the girls freak out (laughs) They freak out. They're like, oh, my God, I hope it doesn't scar. Like, his perfect face this is the worst thing. Which, you know, is interesting that he couldn't fight back because now we know he's, like, stupidly powerful. Yeah. Um, But he's, like, this, like, weird churchy guy. Yeah. It's he's, a, he's a church super knight. Weird. Yeah, it's he's super like, weird. Like a, a eclipse paladin, I guess, maybe? Yeah. Those guys aren't really, like, necessarily explained all that great i don't think no but it's just so weird like oh yeah this guy's like i don't know there's a holy rollers group that they have they train these knights with magic and and i don't know they also fight this stuff so they're here i was also terrified i thought he died oh when he got like shot up when yeah when he had all the like vines go through him i legitimately thought he died and i was so upset because i was like no not my minty pal i need him <laughs> and then he's like oh i'll just sleep it off i'm good <laughs> no he's like, worries I'll be all right in two days and it's like even two days he comes back like the next night he's like hey guys what's up i'm good i'm good to go he's like, I, have, I have super healing powers and I- so it's a thing that these knights have i was i was interested especially when like that reveal happened i was like oh so is he going to be a villain and now or what's yeah, going to happen with him. But I was also like glad that like the address, the, like the way like that dude was that at least that character, the, the shroud part of it was super sketchy and have him be like, yeah, I've done some real shady shit. And I'm like, I'm not proud yeah. of it, but you know, that's just the way we kind of do things with my group. 
yeah, he was like, you know, those are my orders and that's what I've had to do. And, you know, I appreciated that they did give him that kind of like gray gray area because he was a gray area. Mm -hmm. He, you know, he was not willing to help out with not Rize at one point. And that's questionable. Despite knowing all of the people in the group who were trying to help her. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was... Well, and again, like, helping out Hot Teacher, who, I guess we forgot to mention, is actually part of the military. Yeah. And he's, like, a secret defense force in the military. <laughs> they have mechs uh, and Yeah, they have mechs. So, um, the fact that he was working with him on his, like, weird plan, I was like, oh, I don't want to have to fight you. I like you, Minty Pal. But it all turns out to, like, hey, y'all joined forces. Yeah, and it's nice because he decides, like, hey, I'm just going to chill out in this town for a while. I like it here. I guess we should back up, though, before before all that. Like, here's, this is the story in general. Because <laughs> that might be a little bit confusing going <laughs> without any context. Yeah. Uh, so you're in this, like, uh, Japanese town. I think it's called Mori... Moriyama? Morimiya. Morimiya. Yes, it's a it's a fictional place. It kind of resembles uh, an actual Japanese uh, city called Tachikawa City, which apparently was where uh, Falcom's offices are located. So makes sense. <laughs> of and, course. And they they basically talk about like oh, you know, ten years ago there was this big earthquake in Tokyo, and it was devastating. I think they said that it killed like twenty thousand people, yeah. and then a lot more were injured and missing. Yeah. Uh, so that's the kind of like the backdrop of this. And then there's some weird things happening in the town that you're in. Like there's just like these weird gates that are opening up that you, that will suck people in and you're that they basically have monsters inside them. And like you, the beginning of the game is basically the main character co uh, leaving his, his late night job. And uh, he sees his classmate Asuka uh, kind of getting like a, a, a harassed by a couple of blaze dudes and he follows them to basically try and like help her out and then they get sucked into uh an eclipse and so does she and he kind of follows in and like accidentally stumbles upon all of this and then like once everything's like done like she tries to erase his memories because she's like an actual agent of a group that tries to like defeat all this stuff or is trying to com- like combat it in a way and Eventually, of course, like, oh, well, he can all, he can wield, what do they call like, the soul devices? Like, that's their soul weapons. Device. Yeah, like, they can, like, <laughs> that they can just, like, summon through their phones and stuff, <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> it is cool. Uh, that, and that's basically kind of, like, why the memory erasing didn't work on him. And eventually, it's kind of like, oh, they need to work together to try and figure out what's causing all these occurrences to happen in the city. And then along the way, they, they pick up uh, friends and allies and accumulate the group in a big sort of way. That's basically the gist of the story in a, in a little bit of a nutshell. Yeah, and it's a lot of figuring out, like, why are these instances happening so much in this town? And then how does this connect to what happened 10 years ago? All that sort of stuff. And they do a really good job of, like, peppering that in throughout the story. It's not just like, okay, folks, here we go. Here's your giant info dump of what happened, and we're going to explain it to you all right now. It's like, no, 
Uh, we're going to kind of give you a little bit here and there. We'll give you this bit, and then maybe a couple chapters later we'll give you this bit. And then a little bit chapters later we'll give you this bit. And throughout, like, you find out how it affected different characters. And right. that's helpful because you see, like, this person was affected in this way. It was different for how this person was affected. And there's a lot of, like, interesting things just with the protagonist as well because the way he's been kind of operating, at least before he got it, got into this, was like, okay, I'm just going to work all these jobs. and That's how I spend my time. I'm not going to get involved in clubs or anything. I just want to, this is, this is just what I do. And some of the other characters are kind of like, they question his motivations in terms mm -hmm. of like, okay, why are you, why are you so gung ho about this? Why do you want to help people along the way? Why do you want to be involved in all of this? And for a good majority of the story, he's just like, I don't know. I just like helping people. Shrug shoulders. You don't really get a good explanation until like the very near the very end of the game where it's like oh we're gonna lay out exactly why he is the way he is and boy this dude is is kind of going through some traumatic well and part of it is that he doesn't remember it yeah, so he's kind of got like this like he's kind of on autopilot and then once he realizes like oh this is why i've been doing this mm -hmm. it's like oh Oh, no, buddy. <laughs> so basically the game is, is is that where you're like you're going through each chapter. Uh, there will be a big eclipse gate that shows up and most likely it will involve a prominent main character that will eventually probably join your group. And then that just leads up into the finale, essentially. So you have um, you have Blondie, who is your your main operative girl. Which is, yeah, I think, I think it's interesting as well that like, for the long time of the game, like she is the defective like head honcho of the group. Like she yeah. has the most experience. She knows what she's doing. Like we're gonna leave all decision making up to her. And it's like, yep. you as the protagonist don't really get that agency until like much later in the game. And I thought that was such like a breath of fresh air. In yeah, because like, usually it's just like for no reason at all, you're the leader. Yeah, exactly. And it like it made <laughs> it made so much sense that like. Of course she's going to be in charge of, like, what we do because she knows what she's doing. She's been trained in all of this. Like, they're not going to leave this to... I mean, she basically, for, you know, half the story, she's like, I don't need help from these amateurs. Like, I, I, it's cool that you guys can help. But, like, look, I've been trained in all this. I know what I'm doing. Like, I don't want to see you guys get killed along the way just for trying to help out. Like, it's cool, but, you know, you don't need to help. And, like, obviously he's persistent. Like, nah, that's good. I, I'll help. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like i i was super super happy that like it wasn't just de facto immediately like oh hey you want to lead everything yeah because you're the protagonist no <laughs> and it's not even until much later when like oh we have to make a club for <laughs> official purposes because people are starting to get real suspicious that we're all hanging out together <laughs> yeah and then they're just like why don't you be the president of the club and he's like what no no <laughs> okay i guess well, it, part of that is that, like, the one person that would, like, besides her, that would be able to be a leader can't actually do the club leadership because she's, she's just, already, she's, she's president. Yeah, she's a student council president. And even by that point, I think, like, everyone kind of, like, they trust you to a point where, like, yeah, it makes sense that they would, they would appoint him as, like, the, the president of this. Like, I mean, it's not really, like, oh, you're the super leader of everything, but it's just, like, hey, you're the president of the club. We trust you. Uh, we know you can work with all of us and we'll get something done. 
Yeah, and I mean, even then, like, during the clubs, he's still not, like, leading the charge. Right. He's, he's there, but he's he's never the one that's like, all right, we're doing this now. Yeah. Um. Like I said, it's just a breath of fresh air that, like, they didn't go in that direction of, like, oh, you're the leader. That's it. You, um. Blue Chia. Blue Chia. You get Blue Chia. So yeah. she's, like, a, she's someone that you know from, like, your early years like you she would she came to like train at your grandpa's dojo and that's how you know her and then she kind of gets wrapped up in all this when like one of her club mates like gets sucked into a an eclipse gate and gets real jealous of her and her abilities and you sort all that out and she becomes a, a member of the team which um one thing that i want to mention at this point that i haven't said is that there is a distinct lack of, like, every once in a while they'll joke about it, but there's not a whole bunch of, like, girl infighting over, like, a guy, which is yeah. really nice. Um, usually if there's some kind of conflict, it's, like, jealousy of, like, some, like, with this instance, it's two girls who are jealous of ability as mm-hmm. opposed to, like, oh, there's this guy situation. Like, none of the girls in your party are really, like, ever mad at each other for having feelings. Or It was nice. It was really yeah, nice. Yeah. Can I also, like, just piggyback off that and say, like, I was also real relieved that, like, your main group of friends, like the non-XRC uh, group of uh, Shiori, Nayosuke, and Minty Pao, like... Mm-hmm. I was glad that, like, he had his set of friends like he had before all this happened. And yeah. also, like, that the, that group of friends never had, like, this big jealous thing of, like, oh, you're spending more time with those people than us. How dare you? Like, for the most part, they were just like, yeah, he does his own thing sometimes. Like, we're cool mm-hmm. with it. And, like, they confront him about it at, like, the hot springs. And, like, you know, that he comes or there's an excuse basically brought up. And there's like, okay, cool. What ifs? You know, we yeah, were just kind of worried about you. <laughs> they're all really, really cool about it. And... Like, they'll tease him for hanging out with, like, a girl or whatever. But yeah, but, I mean, that's just not, what, that's for what friends do. Yeah, they don't ever, like, get mad at him or freak out for him hanging out with other people. Like, it's if they ever say anything, it's out of concern rather than, like, right. jealousy. Right, right, right. Which I do want to say it's funny that the one character that I actually call by her name is Shiori. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, like, Minty Pal, not Yosuke, Blue Chie, Blondie, um... Like they all have nicknames except for Shiori, because she's just Shiori. I I first called her like Cutie Pal with a ribbon or something like that. <laughs> That's a little long. It is, and so she just became Shiori. <laughs> uh, next up, you get uh, Yuki, who I don't. Do we have a nickname for him? Oh yeah, that's seven oh seven. Seven oh seven. So. Most people who are going to listen to this most likely have not played Mystic Messenger. (laughs) (laughs) But um, Google Yuki from Tokyo Xanadu and then Google 707 from Mystic Messenger and put them together. They're literally the same character. Like personalities, the same. Abilities, the same. Look, the same. They are the same character once just a few years younger. So we just called him 707 the entire time. And that's. (laughs) <laughs> he is literally 707 there's nothing else about that like that's who he is i guess for the uninformed he's like this real smart dude who knows a lot about computers and everything like that doesn't go to school and kind of trolly 
yeah, he's kind of a kind of a jerk, but I mean, he's the first year, so still got to learn all that stuff. Lives alone in his, in his own apartment, makes a lot of money off the stock market, and then like makes his own app. That kind of like that's what basically sets everything in the motion for him to join because it goes all haywire and then throws his sister like basically steals his, or like they, it throws his sister into an eclipse gate then like it steals her soul and he's like uh oh man you know i haven't heard about a character making a lot of money on the stock market for um looking at you santa <laughs> even though i won't be able to look at you again because they just forgot that you existed as a character apparently take that santa zero. claus not that santa <laughs> Zero escape. I know, I know. But they never brought him back up. But anyway, that's a different story. But yeah, I love how that's like the explanation. Like whenever a character has mysterious money, like, hey, he's good at the stock market. Yeah. Also, can we can we at least say that we talked about this a little bit, I think, last night. Uh they mentioned that Co lives alone. Yes. And like the only mention is like, oh, his parents are away on work for a year. Yep. They like they mentioned like only like a brief handful of times and they're just like they just leave it. Like, they don't go into detail about it. They're basically like, look, guys. <laughs> we know this is a bullshit idea. Yeah. So we're going to mention it a couple times and just leave it. Like, like there's no need the- to pursue this. It's just mm-hmm. the reason that the character lives alone. We didn't want to model his parents or, like, model his house and as, as a whole. So, yeah, that's just how it is. <laughs> you get one picture of his mom. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, they he lives by himself. So all you see is the outside of his house in his room. Which somehow um, has a car outside. It does have a car. <laughs> Which looks real goofy. Yeah. Um but like the the only explanations you really get are um you know that Shiori comes and like feeds him and wakes him up and stuff like that. She likes to clean his house. Because they're neighbors. And they're neighbors. And then the only other thing that he really says about it is that um like oh my parents travel a lot like they've been to america when he's talking to blondie because she lived in america for a while and so that's his like i relate to you moment (laughs) that's how it works yeah but otherwise it's uh he's like i've never been but my parents have i just liked how they was like look we know this is dumb we're not going to address it even further because why bother (laughs) It, it doesn't even matter. He lives by himself. That's yep. it. Uh, after that, you get Mitsuki, who is the prez. Who you kind of like... You no, 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 no. You get, you get not Kanji first. Oh, sorry. This is the Wikipedia is uh, not in order. I apologize. You get not Kanji, who is... Who literally has a chapter devoted to him. And it's basically a, a chapter out of like a Yakuza game. Let's be real. <laughs> so funny there's like a turf war between like a gang and then another gang and the yakuza and like you end up getting these like little characters that are like hearts of gold um but not kanji is is basically he's literally kanji yeah like he's super super nice and he's blonde hair and he does have a long ponytail though that's different (laughs) he does he has a rat tail he has a he has a motorcycle. Yep. Which I got to go on a motorcycle date with him, and it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, he offered me as the pro tag. He's like, pro tag, you want to go on a ride with me on the bike? And I was like, yes, let's do it <laughs> immediately. Yes, yes, yes. And then you're like, and yeah, maybe we go riding later. If we get my license. You got to put your hands around him and everything. It's <laughs> like, oh yeah, we're going on this motorcycle date. I love it. 
Um, he's a great character. He really um, is. It's it's because part of his story is like trying to live up to his um, childhood friend who is in an orphanage with. Hello, Persona Three. Um, but they ended up starting this gang because they were mistreated as children by the orphanage and adults in general. And so he was basically saying that this was a place for like outcasts to come and be who they wanted to be. And um, his his friend and the leader of the, the group ended up dying. And so he just kind of like lets it go and somebody else brings it back up. And he's like, wait a minute, this is not okay. This isn't what we were doing, no. <laughs> um, but he is such a good character. And, mm -hmm. like, he is a rough around the edges because that's how not Kanji is going to be and that kind of character is going to be. Like, when you first, like, meet him, everyone's like, yo, that dude, that dude's a delinquent. Don't hang yeah, around him. Originally, like, everybody's shocked when you start hanging out with him. Like, ooh. And then, like, everybody starts liking him because they realize that he's a sweetheart. Yeah, he's, like, he's he's just cool. Yeah, he, he works at, like, the soba shop because yep. they help him out. And, he, like, you can go to the, the shopping street and talk to people. And they're like, oh, yeah, he came and helped me stock my store. And he kept do this. And, like, he plays with the children. Yeah, I got that. Like, there's, there's a moment, like, at the end where, like, you're just talking to, like, the old lady who runs the candy store. And, and she's like, yeah, he came by and, like, helped uh, play with the children. Like... <laughs> He just cuts to him. He's like, don't give me that look. <laughs> it's so nice. Like, I love this guy. He's a sweetheart. He's uh, he's very, very slow in combat, but um, he's, he's a powerhouse. Yeah. He's a powerhouse, but he's slow. Um, One of my favorite characters, though. Yeah, he's, he's, great. He's, he's great. He's amazing. Uh, then then you get Prez, who's Mitsuki. Who OTP. You, who you basically, you run into every, uh, like, a, a little bit here and there, like, uh, before this and she's kind of set up as like this mysterious character who probably knows more than she's letting on she's a student council president and like then, she helps you get in access to 707 when yes. you're trying to find out like who made the app and then basically you learn that like oh she's like the heir to this real powerful corporation she's also linked to like this other organization that's looking into eclipse gates that's different from asuka's group. like a rival group yeah so, like, they know each other through that, and, like, there's, like... Because, like, they, they mentioned before, it's like, oh, like, I know her, but, like, you know, we have this agreement. Yeah. And that's basically kind of, like, all they talk about. Like, you can see there's some kind of tension there, but you don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, so, she kind of, like, comes and becomes a big help, because, like, she has all this, like, information. She has this whole corporation <laughs> to her yeah. to, like, oh, well... You know, if we need to go someplace, I can, like, call all, call my men in black and they'll lock everything down and spread a story like, oh, this, is, this isn't what happens. Which they literally call them MIB. Yep. <laughs> um, because this is the part where Blondie goes missing. Yeah. And so she kind of steps in and is like, okay, well, the person that you've been dealing with who actually knows how to deal with this stuff is gone. So I'm going to be the person who steps in to help I you also deal with this stuff, stuff. Because I also yeah. know what's happening. Um, also, her secretary is a badass. Holy sh she is. I like I knew looking at her and like she's going to be awesome. Yeah. But I didn't realize how awesome she was going to be. She she literally rolls up near the end and pulls out like a sniper rifle and just like one hands it and just like one boom. Hands. <laughs> 
And she like does like a judo takedown at one point of some guy. I was oh, like, she's what? Literally, like, she literally front kicks him in the face. Yeah, it's amazing. Like she is, oh, she's beautiful. I love her. So good. But also like prim and proper. Is this also around the same time when you get the um the fog event? Or, yes. Okay. Um, I it, think so. It kind of turns into Persona Four. It does turn into Persona Four because um, it's the fairy tale. Yeah. Because there's like there's this fairy tale that Shiori finds and she's like reading it and it kind of like basically the events of the the story end up happening in real life. But like there's this fog that's been permeating the town. Everyone's like, well, that's strange. And they talk about like, oh, there's this one town in England that oh this fog came in and everyone disappeared. <laughs> and then eventually but you find out that Minty Pal is a real big fan of ghost stories. Yep. <laughs> and then eventually you kind of like it it leads back to like oh the school gets taken over by the 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 main uh greed which is like the big big monsters uh that's doing this and it's all from like Shiori's book so like you have to go there and save everyone that's in the in the school and make sure they're okay and then basically not make it be a, a huge castle anymore and that's also where like uh, the mib come in like they spread this like they spread a false rumor like oh it was a gas leak at the school that's why everyone was freaked out yep and they also have to like erase everyone's memories that was like involved because people if you're not a wielder you can't know what's going on for real you also find out at this point that minty pal was involved with that mm-hmm uh, so that was kind of a bummer that he like assisted in that coming to be. Yeah. But again, he's a he's a great character. Yeah, at least in like until the very end when he kind of like fully goes on your side. He's a minty gray. He's a minty gray. <laughs> Sounds like a T. Following that, we get we get some idols. Not Rize. Not Rize. She is Rion. Who you you basically you run into a lot prior you to run her into joining, her a lot. which made me re- really think because like she's in the opening and everything. I was like, okay, she's gonna be a prominent character, but yeah. by the time like it becomes like her times, like is she really gonna join? Yeah, because one, the opening never shows her with a weapon. Yes. So that was shocking because they show every other character mm-hmm. with a weapon, but her. Um, you see her a lot, and I think my favorite thing is the introduction where she's like. Yeah, I'm Rihanna of, of um, Spica. Spica. Yeah. Spica. And um, he's like, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> don't know. I don't know what you are. She's like, don't you want my autograph? He's like, no. <laughs> I, no. I've... And he's like, <laughs> she like shoves the CD at him. He's like, listen to the music. I f- love their interactions. Oh, I do too. That's They're amazing. so, so good because I think it, it really helps to like, they just, there's no bull between them they like they'll call each other out on all of their shit. yeah and they're just like the most straightforward with each other and it just it works so so well well it's really funny because um it, it's kind of a situation where she's used to like everybody fawning over her uh-huh. and then her tag's like i don't <laughs> even know who you are like you're some pink haired girl that goes to my school <laughs> and like he listens to the cd and he's like yeah actually you know i i like it and then like there's one part where he calls himself a potential fan <laughs> and she's like what do you mean a potential fan you're not a real fan <laughs> like 
she keeps getting mad at him for like not being a fan of speak <laughs> he's like eh yeah, he just like puts puts the poster up in his room at one point he's like yeah <laughs> guess i'll put this up and then she's like oh you got our poster huh he's like he's like uh, yeah, yeah i guess i don't know it, it fell into my it lap. fell into my lap <laughs> <laughs> so like he he kind of grounds her a bit yeah because otherwise she could come across as like that kind of character is like full of herself and she's the idol and um she does do a few things that like were annoying like um her winking and waving at him and saying no, like no that's great she- it's great oh it's so upsetting like i felt terrible for him because that would be like japanese high school suicide there for him or homicide i guess i, I- I think it really felt to me like that's just like that's their relationship is like of course she's gonna do that she's gonna give him and like probably afterwards he's gonna give her well yeah I mean they tease each other yeah, but yeah. like he was so mad <laughs> they chase after him it's he's great like, wink it's like what he's like oh yeah even not Yosuke was mad at him like what have you done that you're not telling me that you know her and I mean, she's like winking at you at the same time he uh he works uh he works one of their shows and yeah. at one point he mentioned he's like I want to tell not Yosuke about this that I saw them and I worked yeah. with them <laughs> like he's gonna do that just to spite him yeah because he's he's not a fan and he knows that not Yosuke is like dying fan. to get tickets yeah. to every one of those shows and like he's a major major fan of theirs and like one of the dudes who's screaming at the show <laughs> so um it's it's amazing that i mean that's that's one thing i like about protag is that sometimes he's just like spiteful little yeah. and i relate so much to that <laughs> he's a real person <laughs> <laughs> because like I have those moments where, like you know what I, I could I could do this and like tease the hell out of this person mm-hmm. because I can I get it I totally get it yeah but totally. they, they do have those moments where they're like yeah we we're gonna riff on each other a bit uh but her chapter is is definitely one where yeah like we said it it made us really think like oh is she really gonna is she gonna be a major player in this because uh, it's kind of it's the lead up to like this anniversary concert for Spica, and she's been having like some issues where they kind of mention like oh there's some weird things happening during her concerts. She's really taking it to heart and thinking like oh it's all her fault and all that. And then basically this leads up to her like you learn that like oh she was involved in the earthquake disaster ten years ago and basically almost died and in order to save her life, she got possessed by an angel. Mm-hmm. And that gave like her like an, an eclipse angel. Yeah. An eclipse angel. And that kind of gave her like her abilities as like a singer and everything. But also that's real bad. Mm-hmm. So like that kind of goes like haywire. And then like she gets hospitalized the day of the concert and they, the rest of the group tries to go off and like figure out a way to stop everything from happening. All the while that like Prez's, sort of quote-unquote fiance arranged yeah. fiance has this weird plan to like oh i'm gonna gain control of agreed yeah that's a bad idea that's a bad idea so like he takes advantage of her and basically thrusts like the whole hospital into a into a dungeon and basically this is where i was thinking like i wonder if they're just gonna 
if she's going to die here, like if they're just going to kill I, her off. I was a, afraid that that's what was going to happen. Yeah. Like because they had never shown her with a weapon mm-hmm. and because like I realize now that the scene with her like in the warehouse was her singing. Yeah. But without context, it kind of looks like she's freaking out. Which, I mean, I guess makes sense because she is freaking out. She's trying to figure out, like, why her voice is affecting people. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was afraid they were going to kill her off. Because <laughs> they had said at one point, like, if you try and exercise this angel, that will mean death. Yeah, I figured that's what they, that was going to happen. Like, oh, if she loses this, like, she's basically, it will be like she never survived that encounter ten years ago. Yeah. But she makes it. She gets neat wings. She gets wings. And I was like, oh, f- Yeah. <laughs> It's so rad. I love her metal wings. And then she just like goes and kicks the, kicks and tells that dude that he's a piece of yeah, and to go to her she, concert. <laughs> that was the thing that I loved is that she tells him, she's like, you don't know the power of an idol and you will know the power yeah. of an idol. I'm like, you go girl, you get him. I also like then, how the characters in the background are like, I can't believe she's shilling herself while doing yeah. this yeah it's so funny but then he like goes to one of her shows and he's like all right yeah i, I get it now mm-hmm. and that was that was awesome it made me happy but um she's one of my most used characters she's very good. she can build combos like crazy yeah. also she flies just in general also, she flies she's, <laughs> she's always flying she's got wings it's adorable metal wings uh, I believe after that is basically where we get towards the end game. Mm-hmm. Because that's where you get, like, the Goro reveal, the Minty friend reveal, all that stuff begins to happen. And then... Yeah. They basically... You basically realize, like, there's another Tokyo earthquake disaster upcoming. Yeah, because, like, they keep, like, there's these, like, hollow quakes that are happening. Like, that's, like, a precursor to the thing happening again. So, like, they gotta go and try and stop that. And uh, the military finds this, like, I think they call it, like, a breed... Yes, the breed. Like, the kind of, like, a tiny spawn of what the thing was before, like, ten years ago. At least that's what they think. And they try and destroy that and everything. And They put it into a mech. They put it into a mech, which is rad. I wanted to, I wanted to pilot a mech, but they didn't let me. I was real bummed. But basically, they solve all that, and you realize, you know, Hot Teacher and Minty Power are necessarily as bad as you thought. Mm. Uh, but also, you get a, like, near the end of that chapter, you get a call from Shiori, who's been out sick. Yeah, she's had a cold. She's had a cold because things have been really freaking out and everything's everything's kind of leading up to like, oh, we're, there's another disaster going to happen. And like, she's like, oh, hey, I'm at the, I'm on the tower. Get the f*** out of the city. Yeah, she says, um, she actually doesn't say she's at the tower. You hear the announcement from oh, yeah, the, yeah. the Sky Lounge. So he's like, why are you there? Aren't you sick? And then she says, get out of the city. And you're like, what the f*** <laughs> is happening? And you're like, Shiori, what are you doing? And then basically the entire like town just like transforms to like similar to what happened ten years ago, and then like the tower like completely changes and all that stuff. So things get real, real, real quick. Yeah. Three pillars appear. Everybody gets separated. I kind of I don't think I was necessarily surprised that like with the Shiori thing because I always felt like there was something with her. I didn't know but that, she was involved in so many of the things. Yeah, like I didn't know necessarily what, but like I thought that like there was something. About about her that, um, like, was gonna have to play in at some point once i figured out like what was going on with her though i was like oh no yeah 
oh no, that's what they're doing. And then like once I actually got the the solution of what they were doing, I was like, mm-hmm. oh no, Protag. This is the thing we thought was going to happen with not Rise, but oh, here it is. So basically, yeah. like we talked about earlier, the Protag has some serious uh, trauma issues that he doesn't realize because he basically has forgot about them. Uh, the day of the, the earthquake 10 years ago, Shiori dies. She gets yeah, crushed she gets by rubble. Trying to save him. Yeah. And basically she like wishes like, oh, make a I way, make a way that I live so that he doesn't go through like the trauma of losing me. And that creates this reality of like, Shiori's alive, but really it's a lie because she's alive in the town. But apparently, like, everywhere else in the world, they're like, if you looked it up, she's dead. And so it becomes a conflict with the fact that there's so much technology and everything that if anyone outside the town asks, Shiori is dead. She died 10 years ago. But everybody within the town, she's alive. Mm -hmm. And so that conflict of information is causing all these eclipse rifts, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, she... Wow. Wow. I was so upset. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. That's where they're going with this. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, I I figured it out earlier than they, they gave the reveal. And I was like, oh, no, I hope that I'm wrong. I really hope that I'm wrong. Yeah, I think I was pretty much the same, but yeah. Um, and But yeah, she, uh, she basically ended up, like, taking in the, like, major, major greed that cause the Tokyo earthquake in order to live and create the lie. And she was not actually able to leave the town ever. Yeah. Cause if she did, that would cause like all sorts of kind of crazy stuff to happen. Cause obviously she's not alive she's outside the city, but really like this chapter is when things started going crazy and it is bonkers in the best ways. One thing I do want to say is I thought that it was a really good juxtaposition that they had Hot Teacher have his childhood friend who died in the earthquake situation. Yeah. Uh, or with the greeds and all. And then they had Protag and Shiori, who, like, that was also his childhood friend. And so, like, Hot Teacher's constantly going through his trauma of, like, what happened with Futaba. And so you're having to figure out, like, how is Protag going to handle that? And they even say, True. like, he's around the same age as us, like, in the mm-hmm. picture. Yeah. And, um, like, one of his side stories is he wears a watch all the time. And his watch gets broken, so you go with him to get it fixed. Mm-hmm. And the um, watch face is dented. And he uh, he's like, oh, you know, I guess you couldn't fix it. That's that's fine. At least it works. And Protag is like, no, we're not giving up like that. And <laughs> so he goes and finds, like, a replacement face for it. Uh, with the the sports guy mm-hmm. and so they replace it they get it fixed and everything and he he ends up explaining later that um futaba got them matching watches when they both got into a tokyo university so they'd always like have the time together mm-hmm. and so that's why he was so unwilling to let the watch go even if it was broken was because it was like his one thing connecting him to her and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> it, it was basically that gift that I send you all the time of <laughs> Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That 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 was me at that point because like 
they set up that parallel really, really well that they yeah. both had like childhood friend lovers essentially because like he makes it very clear they make it very clear that the protag is in love with Shiori. Yeah. And vice versa. That she loves him as well. Um so I mean they they set that up very, very well. And at least I feel bad that Hot Teacher didn't get a happy ending on this, but at least Protag can get his. Yeah, yeah. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> First I, time around, no. <laughs> I think, though, as well, that, like, when everything just goes to shit and, like, they just show up with, like, their weapons, because they're able to, to, to summon their weapons now, because, like, the monsters are just, like, forming in the city. Yeah. And everyone's just like, what the f***? All right, <laughs> sure, I guess. Cool. <laughs> And the way that, like, the entire, like, just town comes together and is, like, trying to oh, help each man. other and also, like, just rooting for you was the f- best. It was, like, chef's kiss. Like, you end up having, like, the guy from the, the coffee shop come out and fight and you have, like, the the antique lady fighting oh with, like, tarot cards. That it scene was, was so cool. It was so cool. But then, like, the scene outside the tower was even cooler oh where God. everybody was there like you had the yakuza guy with like a rail gun <laughs> he had a gatling gun he's like <gasps> you so had good. aki the the blaze guy who was out of juvie and shaved his head and he's like i have a sword now let's do this and like literally everybody is there and they're like we're gonna fight and i i texted you in all caps, because I legitimately yelled when, like, the the charm got thrown and, like, it showed that that, uh, that cousin teacher was there mm-hmm. and that grandpa was mm-hmm. there and, like, um, not Yosuke was there as well. Like, everybody was there and they're like, all right, we're here. Let's do this. Let's all fight. This is our town. So, so good. And like, yes! And then um, you got the Musou line. <laughs> There's a f***ing so line. <laughs> and, like, hot teacher is driving this minivan. It's, it's, it's it all was a perfect scene. God, that scene is fantastic. It's oh amazing. Oh, my God. One of my favorite scenes of the entire game was just that entire scenario because everybody's fighting. It's beautiful. And, like, you have Blondie on top of this minivan with her, like, special mode unlocked. And she's like, nope let's do this <laughs> it's awesome it's so good i still say we need like a side story or dlc of like gramps and like his adventures because he somehow just knows everyone and also mm-hmm. was like he's like yeah I, I was involved in the the stuff that happened 10 years ago and i fought against it like just casually and it's like what the f- who are you <laughs> yeah i mean i would play a prequel that because the people that they mentioned were involved are grandpa you have Prez's grandpa. Mm-hmm. You have the Yakuza guy. Mm-hmm. You have the guy for the pawn shop. Mm-hmm. There was somebody else too, but they're all like friends with him and they were all involved in the scenario 10 years ago. And you're like, I want to know that story. And he also knows Rem. Yes, he knows Rem. And I was like, what? Uh, How for, do you know her? For context, Rem's the spooky ghost girl who just kind of shows up to people who are wielders, specifically your group. And she's she's very cryptic. And she like shows up at one point. And he's like, "Oh hey, Rem, what's up?" I'm like, "Grandpa, what the heck?" <laughs> yes, he's like, he's like, "Oh yeah, I know her." <laughs> it's like, God, who don't you know? Yeah, and like 
the shrine maiden knows all this stuff somehow. Yeah. I'm like, I want, I want to know, like, I want to know what love is, but I, I want to know what happened there. I want to know because like he can fight with these charms. It'd be freaking cool. There's so much cool stuff they could do. Oh, I love grandpa. He's a great guy. And he's got like dojo powers. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So all that leads up to you going into the, the dungeon, which is is literally they call a Pandora's box. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where you fight Shiori, who is basically transformed into Shiori across the Twilight Apostle. She had a great name. It was like... The Princess, Princess of-, of Doom? Yeah, something like that. It was amazing. God. That and name. Then, like, so good. It was, it was great. Um... She had an outfit that was, like, a little more revealing than her own outfit, but it was still really, like, respectful. Yeah. I liked it. Um, the funniest part about this, though, is that, like, when you get warped out after fighting her and Protag has his head in her lap and he's like, people can't see us like this. They'll talk. People can't see it. And, like, he keeps saying it over and over and over. She's like, just let it happen for a little bit. Just, just rest. And then they all come up and, like, not Yosuke's like, what are you doing? He's like, my head can't be in your lap. He's so upset. Like, that's the thing that he's worried about. <laughs> but man, like, that that scene, those those scenes, like, following that are just so, like, well acted and, like, just emotionally driven that, I mean, obviously it's the climax of the story pretty much, but, like, it's it's extremely well done. It hurts. Yeah. Like, the, the, the voice actor who did the, the main protagonist just did an excellent job. Which I mentioned because you told me there was the Japanese voice actor for Shulk. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, apparently he has experience in like <laughs> losing the losing the girlfriend. Spoiler alert for Xenoblade. Not really, though. Also, just in general, like the, the voice cast for this game is like really, really like respectable in terms of like who yeah. they got. Yeah, it's a really good lineup. Um, There was there were a few lines that I was like, oh, that sounds bad. But um, I mean, that. that- <laughs> Not every dub's going to be perfect. No, I know that. Yeah. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. that, like, for the most part, people are always like, oh, Japanese dubs are perfect. But there was one line in there specifically that I was like, oh, 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> that, that sounded terrible. But um, it was a good cast. Mm-hmm. But he, he, Protag did a fantastic job of nailing, like, the emotional scenes. Yeah, though. specifically that one. Like, he, he knocked it out of the park. But basically, like the the uh, the climax of that is like you defeat Shiori and all that, and what happens is like the Shiori is alive lie disappears, and then you just go on living like as if she was never there. Like every everyone like of the the XRC group, the people who like fight and everything, they know, like they they're aware of like what happened, but like all your friends don't remember. Everyone else like around the the surrounding that of people you know just don't remember at all like all the pictures that you had with her like she disappears out of them back to the future away yeah um i think like one of the saddest moments um did you do the the side quest with a movie yeah okay so there's one part where they're like oh we're gonna film the second part and he's like oh so you got rid of one character and they're like oh there was never that character mm-hmm. that didn't exist and then um later on there's like, like they're like oh th- th- there isn't there there should be like a connection between like uh the main character and not yosuke's character right 
Mm-hmm. They're like, there's something missing that mm-hmm. doesn't connect those two. We got we got to figure that out. And he's like, I will make this right. Because basically, you get the but, epilogue afterwards, and that's where like the, that that quest is in. Well, first off, let's talk about like the actual like the regular ending. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Where, sure. Um, so at that point, she's gone. The lie is over, mm-hmm. and um, you end up walking Blondie back to the coffee shop. And um, they see a girl who has the same hair ribbon. and But not the same age. Not the same age. She's probably like between 8 and 10, probably, I'd say. Essentially like the same age as when like the disaster happened 10 years ago, probably. Yeah, that. so that would, I guess, be like 6 to 7. But she's young. And so they're like, did she? Oh. And then like Protag at that point is like, okay. I'm all right. I will make it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after you get the save file, you can go back into the epilogue and you get like a shard. Yeah. Cause like the, the end of it, the end of the regular ending is like, Oh, Hey, let's, let's hang out. Yeah. And then basically the, the, the true epilogue kind of goes with that. It's like, Oh, Hey, spend it, spend an affinity shard to hang out. <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't show the, the little girl and the true ending. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, let's do the shard. And then um, you find out that there's like a gate near Shiori's house, mm-hmm. but it's locked and you need five keys to to get to it. And so you can do like a ton of side quests and yeah. m- more dungeons and all to get these keys. Essentially, it's like Rem comes back and is like, hey, so I got this trial for you guys. If you're interested, uh, <laughs> you know, it might be something you're very interested in. So why don't you uh, take a look? And then basically that's where you have to go get all the keys and all the keys allow you into the dungeon and all that stuff, which it was, I thought it was real interesting because like you go through all that and you're like, I, I was really expecting like, oh, this is going to be another big dungeon. We're going to do a lot of fighting throughout it. And basically you go in and it's like, there's the boss just chilling. He's like, Hey guys, what's up? You know, I just woke up recently. Uh, and I'm just big giant Fox. You know, they called me, a, Nine tails. they called me a God at one point. But that was like so long ago. I don't really remember. And I was like, you know, I just woke up. I really. Need... I have Shiori in a bubble up here. This this girl was here. I was I was like, man, I could really use a shrine maiden. So <laughs> like, what if I got her? But then I was kind of clued into like your guys' situation, and I was like, well, maybe I'll just give him to her, give you, give her to you guys. Uh, but maybe you know, I don't know. I just woke up. So like, what if we just fought? You know, you want to fight? <laughs> Test your skills against me. And then if hey, if you please me, you can have her. If not, you know, well, I got a shrine maiden. That's that's the juxtaposition for that boss fight. It's so and it, <laughs> I basically texted you. It was like he is the definition of shrugged shoulders. <laughs> I I was completely on board with it because like it's something you're not expecting in the slightest, but also no. it's just kind of goofy in a fun weird way that like he's like I don't know. Do you want to fight? If you win, I'll give her. I'll give her to you guys. It's cool. It was so funny that he was just like, <laughs> "Yeah, I got her, but I don't really need her. So if you need her, you just gotta prove it to me." <laughs> and so you obviously do prove it to him that you need her, and she pops out of her bubble. So basically, you change fate again to where like she's le- legitimately alive for like everywhere. Yeah, and so everybody remembers her again. Um, her, she comes back to the pictures, 
she can actually leave the town now. And that's one thing is that they, they keep talking about like how she reads a lot of books and she's like, I've been reading all these books and I want to go to these places. And he's like, well, maybe I'll go with you. <laughs> I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> so basically that's the, that's the true ending. Yes. Of the, uh, the main, the original game. When do I get to talk about my OTP? I mean, you can talk about them whenever. Can we talk about them now? I, sure. Okay, because we'll talk about them again in the after story. Mm -hmm. um, I am so, so dedicated to the idea that um, that not Kanji and Prez are, like, totally in love. <laughs> um, because you have a side story with them. You find out that they have history, that, like, her grandfather is the reason why he's in that high school that she used to like work with Blaze back when like him and the other guy um, were still running it. And like, I'm not sure if I got the implication right, but it seems like she had some kind of like situation with the other guy. Um, I don't know if that was like feelings or what it was. But there, was there was something, something there, but like basically she came in cause like they were having this big dispute with this other gang and she comes in and is like, hey, I got I got an idea how you can solve this. It's cool. It's just like a picture of them like standing over and she's just got like plans. It's amazing. <laughs> and they keep mentioning like everyone's like was super fearful of her. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you get like this side story where um not kanji is like, you know, there's something about her I don't I don't really understand. And they end up going into a gate with each other and um the pawn shop guy's like you know, maybe instead of following your brain, you follow like your heart on this. <laughs> and um, he's he's, so, he's the number one shipper of those two. I no, that's me. <laughs> but he can count too. Um, and like that entire thing ends with them like fist bumping each other. Oh, I was like, so oh good. my god, so I good. love it. I love it. And then like after that scene, they're just together a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the ending, they are walking together, like, leaving the school. And I was like, hey, you're, you guys are together? And she's like, oh, student council got out early. And uh, he's like, I'm just here. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're they're walking together. And then there's, there's a scene later where they're talking. And, like, they get paired up a few times. And I'm like, I love this. <laughs> they are amazing together. And... She doesn't. She doesn't need that other jerk who's the fiance because he sucks, and like her grandpa already likes him. So, I mean, do it. It's perfect. Like, there's clearly something between those two. Yeah, very, very clearly. Like, they never explicitly stated, and it's definitely not explicitly stated to the extent of like Protag and Shiori, but it's there. And, like, the entire time, anytime they were together at any point, I was like, yee! Um, God, the scene at the in the after story when... Oh, that sealed it for me. Yeah, I was like, all right, yes, absolutely. Because yeah. <laughs> um, just for background, there's, like, a festival in the after story, and they're together, they're hanging out together, and... Um, she uh, she's like I've never been to a festival like this, and then she explicitly turns to him and looks at him, and she's like, "Do you mind showing me around?" And yep. like, people are always talking about in the festival, like you're supposed to take the the person that you like and all that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, "Oh yeah, 
OTP, let's go. <laughs> I was so happy. Like, she very blatantly was like, you're taking me. Let's do this. And he's like, yeah, okay. This is fine. I loved it. It was, it was great. So happy. It's great, 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 great. The ultimate couple of that game. <laughs> They'd be such a power couple. God, they so would. Oh, I love it. It's fantastic. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. I love it. Anyway, after story. So yeah, the after story is the is one of the things they added with the PS4 release and basically it takes place, I think, like we said, like three months after the main game. It's Halloween. Halloween, literally. So like the entire town's all gussied up for Halloween. And there's this big autumn festival happening, and everyone's real excited about that. So basically, you go off and do like a bunch of random jobs, cause like help uh, help out people here and there. And then once you get to the festival, you realize something's amiss, cause like everyone gets together, and then like, uh oh, we hear this bell, and then see this uh-huh. weird kid who the weird kid you had seen before in one of the uh, side stories that you did with uh, Minty Hi, and teacher Minty Pal, yeah. Which you were talking about, like, oh, like, you know, they did that side story thing, but then they never brought it up in the main game. Like, they never mentioned it again at mm-hmm. anything. And, like, I understand that they were both added to the the EX, but I was worried that, like, it was just right. going to be dropped. And then when it came back, it was like, oh, thank God, because it seemed like a major plot point that was just left. But it's not. It's back. So, basically, you have to go and, like, because after that happens, everyone gets scattered and then you end up teaming with Minty, and then they allow you to play as not Yosuke. <laughs> I was so happy. I was like, "Oh my god, we're Minty and not Yosuke." This is like it's amazing. I never played as him once I got somebody else, but I was just it's, happy. Yeah. He's, he's like, "I'm just happy to be along for the ride." <laughs> and he regained his memories of like what happened like uh, three months prior, because everyone else's memories, like the, the entire town's got erased after. What happened? They just think it's an earthquake. They just thought it was an earthquake. Which, <laughs> by the way, uh, before the big, like, before everything went bad, like, the hollow quakes were happening, there's a scene where, like, Minty and Not Yosuke are just, like, walking through the station square, and they, like, the, the earthquake happens. There's like, oh, this must be, like, a two or a three. And they're yeah. just so nonchalant about it. <laughs> it's a they do earthquake. They not care. And they're like, oh, that sounds like a two or a three. Huh, whatever. Yeah, they just keep walking. <laughs> but, yeah, you have to go and... Uh, Everyone gets scattered, so you have to go through a bunch of like the many little uh, eclipse gates to to find them while they're off fighting. Uh, you can also find some of your pals who got frozen in time, and basically you realize that like, oh, you've been transported to like a parallel version of of the town because like none of the Halloween decorations are up, and like there's no one in the town as well besides you. And then, well, you get your shopkeepers and a few extra yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. Like Karen is there, and um. Not Yosuke's childhood friend is there. Mm-hmm. The cat's there. The cat's there. <laughs> uh, all this leads up to you running down the the fox uh, mask boy who's been like toying with you the entire time. Once you get everyone together, and then which like it was very obvious who that oh, yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it was obvious. so obvious, and I'm like, how are you guys not figuring it out? The only one who figured it out was um was cousin teacher. Yeah. And she was still, like, hesitant. She wasn't a thousand percent sure, but she's like, I know you. <laughs> and maybe it was because she was older than him, so yeah, like, she true. remembered better what he looked like. Yeah. But, like, 
I knew who it was. Oh, and then, yeah, yeah. Like, Same. The mask broke, and it's like, oh, surprise. Wow. So the mask breaks, and it's a it's the child version of the protagonist. Because it's the last thing she already remembered. Mm-hmm. And then this is the... Uh, the like the, so basically once like when they brought back Shiori they also brought back the Twilight Spectre thing, Apostle. Apostle, yeah. Uh, so they have to go and fight that thing again, and or else it's going to bring another disaster to the entire world. Which, by the way, uh, the subtitle they have for that thing. Let me see if I can find it real. After story. The the subtitle they have for like the the Twilight Apostle. Oh. The keeper of the blood. <laughs> I joke to you. I was like, that's what I had to call my body. <laughs> so, like, you get this big, like, big fight, final fight, where it's like, they split the entire group into teams, and you fight it that way, where you're like, you get it down to half health, and then it'll just switch to another team, get it down the full bar, and then, it, like, it just drops into the, the floor, and then you have to fight it again, and basically you do that until you defeat it. Which I thought it was real interesting that, like, you defeat it, and then it leaves you with the question of, like, so why was I born? And then it just disappears. I was like, uh, what? Yeah, and, like, protecting Charlie, I was like, you can't just drop that on us. (laughs) And, like, he keeps thinking about it. He's like, why did it say that? Why? (laughs) And then not Yosuke, of all people, is like, dude, just, it's it's chill. We, We saved everyone. You don't have to worry about anything. We're all good. We're back. It's A-OK. Let's go to the festival. Let's go to the festival. Let's see our OTP hanging out. <laughs> Basically, you get to walk around the festival, and then you find Rem in like, just casual clothes, who's like, hello, fellow teens. <laughs> Which, um, worth mentioning, you do get to pick one character to, to go hang out with you at the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was fun. Um, I picked Shiori because, of course, I did. I picked Leon because, of course, I would. Oh, everybody's like, oh, you're on a date. And it was really nice. And I appreciated <laughs> it. Like, everybody was so happy that him and Shiori were there together. The best part about picking Rion was that one of the other speaker members was like, oh, I see how it is. You're going to you're gonna dip out of uh, right before the, the show and hook up with someone, huh? Oh. <laughs> I just laughed. Oh She's no! Like, no, that's not what I'm doing. Gosh. Well, it made me really, really happy when I picked Shiori because, like I said, everybody in the entire town's like, "Oh, you guys are together. This is nice." <laughs> and like, they're both so happy to be there together. And like, mention a few times, like it's so exciting to be at the festival and that mm-hmm. they're happy to be. Like, it is very, very clear throughout the game that they have, like, feelings for each other. And they say it blatantly. Yeah. Um, it is explicitly stated on both ends that they have feelings for each other. Um, so, it, it, it made me happy they got their date. So, yeah, you In get... In my story, at least. <laughs> and yours, he cheated. Oh, no. <laughs> God. Uh, so, you get... So, Rim kind of calls you and whoever you pick... I like, should have taken not kanji. <laughs> oh, but then he wouldn't have been on it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's you would have missed right. that scene. Oh, yeah, right. You're right. You're right. Uh, so she explains kind of like what happened and everything. And it's like, hey, whatever. It's all good. Don't worry. Be happy. I got my hat on. I got my hat on. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. Like her in real clothes. I was like, Rim, what? What? What are you doing? Why are you like that? 
and then you go back and the group's there and they're like hey we gotta go the the concert's about to happen and then basically the end is just like here's the concert and everyone just hanging out together which is cool because like they have the concert and like you know the crowd's there and it's like it's a good like 30 to 40 people probably yeah but it's all characters that you know yeah and they're like, okay, I understand why these people are there, these people are there, these people are there, these people are there, these people are there. And it's so cool that like they're able to fill out like that many people and it'd be like all these people that you've you've probably formed connections with. One of my favorites was that um the guy from the sports store and the the florist mm-hmm. that he was gonna propose yeah. to her at the concert. I was like, Oh my god, it's so cute. Because he was so nervous and he's ready to do it, and then like you go and talk to her, she's like, Is this really gonna happen? Yeah. Is this what he's yep. gonna do it? I was yep. like, Oh and then um Basically, the protag's like, oh, shit. he's getting the <laughs> to do it. Which, let me say, they are so obsessed with protag's throughout the entire story. Like, um, what was the gotta, testic- gotta get some testicular, testicular fortitude. Fortitude. There you go. But like throughout the entire thing, like, man, you got some balls. You got to do this. Those you need to grow some. And like, can we stop talking about protag's, please? Like, I don't need to think about sixteen-year-old. 16 year old boy so let's just avoid that please it was a little weird but also like that's how that's how they would talk that's how teenagers talk yeah it's not unusual it's just funny that i was like (laughs) okay i get it which i use as like a curse word so yeah like when when i drop something on my toe i'm like so I guess it makes sense. Which try and explain that to your students the first time they hear that. <laughs> oh. So basically, the the moral of the story is that um, I am protag, but also I'm cousin teacher. And holy, and f- this game's great. <laughs> the game is fantastic, and also Prez and not Kanji are totally in love, and it's perfect. Yes. Um, also, this game is like a 9.8 out of 10, and everybody should play it. And the soundtrack's fantastic. The f- specificity. It's a 9.8. <laughs> 9.8 out of 10. It's what I officially give it. I love it. I oh. love this game. I love this game. Soundtrack's awesome. God, the soundtrack all is the, so good. All the idol songs are great. All the dungeon songs are great. All the regular songs are great. Like, everything is great. Everything is awesome. I love this game. It's just nice to like have like a good discussion about a game. I mean, we've had a few of these already this year, but just like where we're just universally just so excited and just happy to have played it and just glad to be able to just chat about it for a good while and just be happy about something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, man, my life is so stressful right now. Yeah. Because like dissertation and people dying and like, Everything kind of sucks trying to find a job. And then, like, games have kind of been, like, lately. And then, like, we play this, and we're both excited about it, and I put, like, 60 hours into it, and I'm like, this is fantastic, and I'm so happy, and I just needed a little bit of happiness, and this gave it to me, like, in full, full force. Yeah. Oh, thank God for Tokyo Xanadu. <laughs> I think the the interesting thing about this is like after playing this, I want I should probably check out the, like the 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 what what are they called the Trails of Cold Steel games because I I've yeah. heard for like 
from a good majority of people, like those are fantastic, like traditional JRPGs and like some of the best of the genre, like the last five years. And like, yeah, like this is, I mean, this is the team like, or like, it's like the same developing developer that like, that makes those games. And like, it really, it's like, Hey, I should, I should at least check those out at some point. Like, there's no, there's really more, no more excuse of like, oh, you know, people say that's good, but I don't know. It's like, you yeah. should probably do it now. And I know that we've mentioned it before and like the comparison's easy to make. Um, and I even posted something, like I reblogged something on Tumblr <laughs> about it. But like, because Persona 5 disappointed me so much, like I'm glad that this game exists because I know that like, this kind of game can still work. Yeah. And I do know that this game is older, but like this is the best version of it. And it's relatively new in terms of like having an English translation. Right. So like these kinds of games can still be good and they can still be really, really fun. And I, it gives me some hope. I think, I think even, even that, like, the most interesting thing is that not or teams that are not Atlas can make these types of games and make them fantastic. And I mean, obviously in the case of Persona 5, make it better than what they made. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's impressive. Yeah. I mean, this game completely floored me. Like it is so, so good. And I'm really glad you made me buy it. Well, you didn't make me, you just told me about it and I bought it. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, like I said at the top of this show, like, I knew about this game for, like, what, three or four years, and just finally being able to get my hands on it and just having it be so good is such a relief and just, like, it makes me real happy. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you liked it, too. Yay! Jared makes good decisions on gaming, and I follow them. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Well... I think that's long episode. Yeah, you're not kidding. Yeah, but it was a good episode and it was a good game and everybody should play this game Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Go watch the opening because it's awesome. It's all it's all good. So yeah, that's gonna wrap this episode up. Uh, If you want more from us, go to seasonalimecheckup.com or sac.cool for past episodes of this podcast. And you can find other podcasts on there as well, like Jared and I watch Sailor Moon Crystal and the Mainline Season Lime Checkup podcast. And you can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. You can find more from Anladium at anladium.com, where she has columns and reviews of her own. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash animecheckup. It's where we tweet some stuff here and there. And you can support this podcast on Patreon, patreon.com slash SACOVA, where you can be like, here's a dollar. And you get cool stuff like here's the entire podcast unedited where you can hear us talk about curse words and hear giant beeps here and there or pause. I'm still unsure about fuckle ducks. So if, if, uh, if that has to be edited, then you get to hear fuckle ducks in its entirety. And that's beautiful. Or you'll just hear it right now, but you'll hear legitimate cuss words. I hope that you get to hear it, but yes, you always get to hear legitimate curse words. And also like I had to buy a new headset. So, your Patreon support goes to Al buying new headsets. <laughs> I at least bought an affordable one, guys, but my headset broke. So yeah, you should you should go support us. This would be a cool thing to do. Because you love us, and we love you. It's true. 
Uh, next week, something. I I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Neither do I, but we'll figure something out for next week. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have something. Uh, it. It's a weird week I'm for s- you. It is. It, it's, <laughs> Things are complicated, but we'll yeah. figure out something. Yeah, that's true. Because we've had some ideas that we've been kicking around, and we'll, depending on timing, we'll just we'll think about it. And if some, you have any ideas, let us know. And there is some stuff coming up that we'll we'll definitely be able to get into. So, yeah. There you go. So tune in to whatever we do next week and enjoy it. Have fun. Xanadu.